Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. So, first of all, we're going to solve the mystery. Yeah. It's Lynot, not Linus. It's Lydot. As my as my grandmother always said, we were never a member of the bird family. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's Lynot. L Y N O T. It's something about Wexford, isn't it? Because you told me you, you, you believe that Brian Downey, the former Thin Lizzy drummer, may well be living in Wexford. We must clarify that because I haven't spoken to him in a while. If he be, I will certainly be giving him a call. Uh, yeah. Jackie Hayden, who wrote the book My Boy, has made Wexford his home. And you've made Wexford your home, That's Peter. correct, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why have you made Wexford your home? Well, I first, first came down here on my honeymoon in 1974 and I stayed in Kilmore. Mm-hmm. and uh, I stayed with a lady called Pat Stafford and then that evening I went down to Quigley's Pub in Kilmore and uh, there was a mighty sing-song on yeah. and I uh, got involved in the sing-song and came down then the following following year and then eventually uh, I bought a site down there put a mobile on it and we were down every weekend yeah. Myself and my wife and then the three girls. And two of my daughters are living in Kilmore now as well. But you actually ran your own company. You, 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 you had a, a ladies' underwear company. That's correct, yeah, called Sapphire Lingerie. Uh, that was started in 1988. Right. And, uh, yeah, ran that up to about six, seven years ago when I retired. Right, but music was always very much part of your ah, life as well. Yeah. yeah, it was always part. When we were growing up, my brother, Timmy, Lord rest him now, he's gone about four or five years, uh, he was big into music, and especially soul music yeah. and blues. And that's where myself and Philip got it from. Uh, but Philip was enough a man. He stole Timmy's records and never brought them back. Right. And Timmy used to go mad. But I used to go down to Dolphin's Disc every Saturday morning and buy a 45 for my brother yeah. in Capel Street. And, uh, of course, we played, listened to it all the time and Mamas and Papas as well and yeah. Beach Boys. Okay, so, like, Philomena, I've met on a few occasions. She sadly passed. How long has she gone now? I think it's... Is it about five years, maybe? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't remember Philomena in Crumlin, but there was this portrait on the wall my mother had up, and I said, who's that beautiful lady, Mummy? And uh, she said, that's Philomena, your sister, Philomena. Yeah. And... It was absolutely fantastic. And then the first time I met Philomena was in a place called the Bangor Fields in Crumlin, which was like a huge uh, roundabout uh, of about eight to ten acres. And I was up there playing. It was a great playground for us. I was up there playing. And Philomena arrived, and I recognised her immediately from the photo on the wall. And uh, she arrived with Philip. I had just turned eight years of age, and I think he had just turned seven. So you had not no recollection of no. her? She, she had been living in yeah. England, obviously. Yeah, most, you knew of, you, most of the family emigrated. But you knew you had a sister. I knew I had a sister, yeah. What was that first meeting like? Can you remember it? Uh, I just remember seeing Philip, and she just said, Peter, this is Philip. And she says, I'm not going to stay too long, but I'll see you back at the house. Yeah. And he, we played around for yonks. Um, what age was he at the time? Then? He was, I think, I'll, I'll just turned seven. 
So you're, you're, even though you were his uncle, yeah. you were a bit like brothers, really. We were you? brothers, basically. You know, we grew up together. Uh, we went to school together. First day at school, oh, God, I'll never forget it. We walked in and names were being, he was being called Blackie. But they weren't racist. Okay. You know what I mean? They were just, they weren't racist remarks. And after two weeks, that was all gone. He was one of the boys. It's he was the ultimate rocker, though, wasn't oh. he? I mean, I'll be honest with you, he was my hero growing up because I bought every scrap of music Tin Lizzie ever, and still have it. Yeah, uh, yeah. They released. It, there was something special about him, wasn't oh, there? Oh, there was. But I tell you, he was an avid reader. He, uh, he was a poet. Oh, yeah, yeah, big, big time. And I remember, I wish to God I had it now, he did a comic strip, and it was of Superman. And he had a whole story, you know, the way in the comics you had the thing coming out of the mouth and the words were written in the the, the oblong thing. Yeah. He he did he and that's when I first noticed that he was talented. Right. Uh that that was absolutely amazing. And then eventually um I was singing in a group and he used to stand outside the house to hear us singing. We used to sing in the front parlour of this guy's house and we used to do songs like the Do Run Run and all that type of thing. And then suddenly the Black Eagles. And I knew, I remember one time in Walkinstown in the Walkinstown Hall he did a song by the Yardbirds with the Black Eagles and I said to myself He's going places. Okay. Wait, 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 were you there at the very start then? Yeah. When there were a three-piece with Eric Bell and Brian Downey? Yeah. Uh, and uh, Whiskey in the Jar came along as the head. And he didn't really want to do that as a head, did he? No. No, but he got a lot of slagging over it. But I think it's fantastic, Whiskey mm. in the Jar. Yeah. I really do think it's a great song. Some of the boys, you know, slag him over it. And there are times, I suppose he got fed up with it at the end, yeah. people asking him to sing it. One thing he hadn't, and I know I haven't spoken to Brush Shields about it, he... he couldn't play an instrument. Was it Brush Shields that pointed him towards yeah, the bass guitar? Yeah, he said, you have yeah. to play a, a... Brush gave him a six-week intensive course uh, and he he learnt it then. And Brush had a band, Skid Row, wasn't it? Skid Row, yeah. Did he, Phil and, play with them? Yeah, it? Phil was the lead vocalist. On it? Skid Row? Yeah, I remember seeing him and Brush, Brush was a clever guy. Brush used to say, get out there and click all the girls. Smile at the girls, Philip. It's very important. Yeah, and uh, I met Brush there uh, before COVID at um, the presentation of the coin, and I reminded Brush that I did a gig with Brush uh, way back in the sixties in Clogger Old Church, yeah. and Brush was playing a saxophone and dressed up in a deerstalker hat. I was very funny, but uh, right. yeah, he was. Did you maintain the link with Phil then all th- through because it was with the Jailbreak album that eventually things took off and the boys are back in town and everything. Yeah, well, Prior to that, they w- it was a bit rocky for a while. They had so many albums, but they needed the hit and they got the hit with the boys are back in town, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, well, I lost... Uh, Philip kind of moved to the north side. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he... Um, he was messing around with groups, this, that and the other. And then, as you say... Uh, I think the, I, I met him again when I started travelling in the UK on right. business. And uh, we, uh, we uh, were where together. was he at in his career at that stage then when you met him again? Uh, when he was basically, and he was nearly finished at that stage. What was that like for you, Peter, knowing him as the eight year old kid to see 
his, his demise, really, because he was far too young. He, he was far too young. Uh, we went together... Uh, up, he, he lived in Kew Road, and we went up for uh, a meal and a few drinks to a pub up there in Richmond. And he, he said to me... He didn't understand why he wasn't asked to be a part of Live Aid. And Alan, that's what finished him. You're serious? Yeah, that's what finished him. And G- Geldof didn't, didn't ask him? I don't know, to be honest with yeah. you. I don't know. And I believe around the time there was lots of people saying, well, why is Lizzie not there? Because at that stage, Queen were down on their knees. Yeah. And then that brought them right back. Yeah. Status quo opened it. Sta- status quo opened it with rocking all uh, over and the world. Uh, was he in a bad place physically and mentally at that well, time? Well, he could have been as well. Yeah. That could have been another reason. But uh, I don't know why he was nasty. And I'm, you know, best it, it made you too as well when you think of it. You too, actually. Yeah. 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 And when I started visiting him, um, he, he was, he just said to me, Peter, they think I'm a has been. And I said, Phil, you're still the rocker. Yeah. You'll always be the rocker. And he said, Peter, you're saying that to me now, but that's what the record companies are saying to me. And he gave me a cassette. And to be honest with you, Alan, I don't know what I've done with it. But of all new work he had recorded, because he had a recording studio at the back of his house on Q Road. And he told me he played all the instruments himself. Now, he probably used a drum machine, but... uh, other than that, he said he played, and that, that would be worth an absolute fortune. Uh, if you could. Uh, now, you somebody know has that somewhere. Uh, it was a cassette of new material of new material that we've never heard. You've never heard, and I'm sure some recording studio has that somewhere. Yeah. Uh, How it, close were you with them to to the end? Then very close. Yeah. Did very just, close. Did, I I saw his demise. Um, did you? I. I asked him out for a meal one evening. I was staying with him. And he said, no, no, Peter, I, I don't want to uh, go out. So he had, a, he had a gardener working for him. And the gardener was a fantastic guitarist. So he didn't have to pay the gardener because this guy could use his recording studio. Yeah. And uh, I went up for a drink with him and he told me that Philip was drinking a lot. And... I went into him that night and he had the, he was in the bed and he had these gloves on and the fingers were cut out of them. And I just said, why are you wearing the gloves? And he just said to me, Peter, I think it's time you went to bed. And that was the last time I saw him, Alan. And I knew what was wrong. Yeah. You know, I, I knew. There was times the young lad told me that... Uh, Lads were going by in the house and throwing the stuff over the gate. Yeah. And he did give it up at one stage for quite a while. But for whatever reason, um, you know. Yeah. And at his funeral, I'll never forget, we went back to the house and uh, I wrote down a poem about him and I, I sent it to you there. You the, did, yeah. The, the song. It turned it into music and, yeah. 
just uh, without I don't because I'm going to play the, the Phil song that people have gone for, which is yeah, Old okay. Town, which, yeah, which is uh, to round off our chat. But just a little reflection within the poem. Can you think of a few lines of it? Uh, uh, summarizes it. I don't want to put you under pressure. No, because I can see you're quite emotional in studio here with me, and I totally understand. Yeah, I, I'll give you a piece of it. Really miss you, Philip. It's hard to explain. I've got an emptiness inside and a whole lot of pain. I see your face everywhere I go. I hear your music on the radio. The music that you have left behind will be with us all till the end of time. You are gone. But the music lives on. The music lives on. Thanks, Peter. Thank you very much, Alan. Same honey, with you not around. I've been spending my time in the old town. I sure miss you, honey. Now you're not around. Now you're not around. This old town.
Our thanks to Phil Lynott. Uh, we now know the correct pronunciation is Lynott, not Linnett. Our thanks to Phil, uh, his uncle Peter there, for sharing memories of, for many of us, he was the greatest rocker of them all. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.